Hello, uh, and uh, I think, yeah, we sent this out at six o'clock. So it's good evening to everyone, although it's, uh, it's still light outside. It's a bit closer to three o'clock when we are recording this. Um, so, yeah, no, we're not, you know, messing with time and space, only uh, with people who want to take your freedom away from you. But enough uh, silliness from me. Welcome to uh, Taking the Stand, a fans uh, podcast that uh, brings the law um, to the people, hopefully, and try to make uh, the law about freedom and uh, and about justice, and that these two things serve each other very importantly. Uh, you can find us uh, every uh, Thursday evening at six o'clock um, when we delve deeper into the activities of the Fan Justice Project. With me is uh, Ben, uh, someone you know from our previous episodes, who is um, the the, the you know, one of the drivers of the project, uh, the, the Freedom uh, Fan Justice Project. Um, uh, ben, thank you very much for, for joining me. And this time, I, I'm trying to get better at this hosting thing. So, you know, be merciful. How's it, Herman? How's it, how's it everyone at home? Excellent. Right. So let us dive in immediately. We have um, one brief report back thing to do, and then we have a topic to delve into a bit in terms of education and employment. The first bit of news is that um, the majority of the parties in uh, the legal matter between uh, post office and PostNet regarding the uh, delivering of uh, packages under one kilogram per uh, you know, package or whatever, um, we have been accepted uh, or we've been granted permission to join as an amicus, a friend of the court. Now, um, the next process is to officially file our our submissions and get the actual show on the road. But um, this makes it easier because we don't have, we, the, the, the parties involved have said, uh, we can join with the arguments um, that we want to make about freedom. Briefly, a friend of the court, I think we touched on it last week. Um, it's simply about advising the court, broadening its scope of consideration, looking at perhaps arguments not presented by the uh, parties involved, not explicitly for one side or the other, just you know, advising the court, bringing some new information. In terms of that case, um, uh, Ben, why why should we bother with it at all? Well, uh, first of all, I think it's it's great news that we've um, been admitted as amicus. But yeah, just on your on your question, um, we just really want to make the point that the state shouldn't be able to um, influence, shouldn't be able to use their influence uh, in such a way that that sort of um, influences the market and they, so they're able to direct whether we, we we advocate for free markets here and we see we see this as the state inf using their influence to sort of regulate the market far too far too much yeah exactly i mean the the post office is is a state-owned entity um and it's founded on legislation so it has this close you know relationship with the state it's opposed to be a commercial entity that, that does things in a cost-effective way and a beneficial way to the people of South Africa. 
but now we have a situation where um, this SOE is trying to rig the game in its favor, um, especially on areas where it's not performing. Now, I think that's quite toxic. So we have to take a stand against the state using its power for its own commercial interests, let's be honest. Uh, but it's also worth... Um, you know, sticking up for the little guy. If you are uh, an entrepreneur uh, uh, and you might be one of the uh, three in four unemployed people between the ages of 15 and 24 in South Africa and uh, you want to start a business, possibly transporting a few things, as we said last time, you've got perhaps a driver's license, perhaps a Vespa, perhaps a motorbike, a car, and, and, and you want to get into the business of, you know, how about delivering some simple stuff in your community, earning some income, building a business. Essentially what the post office is saying, they'd rather have uh, the monopoly on uh, packages under uh, the weight of one kilogram um, rather than have these in entrepreneurial opportunities for people to actually participate in the market. And I must say, um, our aim there is to use this as a platform for the voice of people who will benefit from freedom, from economic freedom, and from free markets. As we go on, we will keep you updated. Um, and Ben, a last word on you, uh, from you on this topic. Yes, I think I was just going to add that um, also competition fighting for, for for people to be able to compete so that the consumers their their, their best prices um yeah yeah no I, absolutely absolutely I, That's all from, me, um, I'm, I'm, from my side from my side you you broke up a bit but i think i got the gist in case uh, you broke up a bit also for our listeners um i the point is that this is not just about uh, helping one side of the equation it's about helping um people who want to deliver a service, but also people who want to, you know, buy that service. And, and Ben, as you correctly point out, the more people you have competing for the patronage, the business, the support um, of the ordinary South African, uh, you know, there's it's this downwards pressure. You can't charge too much because it'll uh, make you unaffordable for the, for the market and the people. So, we're going to use this platform um, as much as possible uh, in, in, in the court of law to make the case for freedom. And this is hopefully just the first of many. We are a young organization, but we are growing nicely. Um, talking about things uh, growing nicely, I think we can always fall back on government power growing nicely. But the issue that we actually delve deeper into today is not necessarily a new thing. It's an existing power or an existing state of affairs that we think, you know, compromises freedom, especially for teachers working for state schools run by the Department of Basic Education. Ben, give us a quick view over as to what this ramble is about. Yeah, so about a month, month or two ago, we, we uh, found the regulations published by the Department of Basic Education, and um, we stumbled across a, a provision which had actually been there for a while, which basically says that um, it, it lists a few grounds of which um, teachers can get suspended. Um, and one of those grounds is if you do not seek consent from the department um, for having a second income. So if you're a teacher and you want to provide extra lessons on a Saturday or you know even sell something at a, at a flea market or something like that, 
and that counts as income, you'd have to get permission from um, the department to do that, um, which we think is, um, we think it's, it's uh, over-regulatory on, you know, freedom of, of um, sort of freedom to choose your, your income, freedom to choose your um, lifestyle, a whole lot of, of, of freedom uh, arguments that we can make there and that we think is very problematic. Yeah, and it's it's almost the wrong way around. And 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 we're not saying that something like non-competition clauses are terrible, uh, because sometimes it is fair if you're going to start a business and or, or if you if you're going to work for a business and in your contract it stipulates that you know uh, you can't resign and then within a six-month period or something start up a similar business. That's that's fair. That sort of non-competition. Yes, uh, uh, that that restraint of trade avoidance of unfair competition uh, um, in, in, in contractual uh, relationships, that, that's good and that's fine. But this isn't it. This is um, someone already doing, you know, something that, that many people would likely consider public service, educating uh, young kids. And if you're then trying to make a living beyond that, I think it's absurd that you need to ask permission. I can understand there might be circumstances where Okay, cool. You can't do certain jobs. I mean, uh, you, you can't actively uh, undermine your school or your employer. I mean, there, there are reasonable things that one shouldn't be allowed to do. But surely that should be the exception approach from uh, if this happens, then there's negative consequences, not out of the gate you need permission, you need to ask uh, Big Mama Angie at the Department of Education, basic education, whether you can sell Cook Sisters or perhaps, you know, give extra mathematics lessons. It's, it's the wrong way around. It's not, it's not freedom, is it? No. Um, yeah, you're quite right about that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's yet again, another overregulation, um, another impediment on freedom um, and something worth sticking up for. And um, the legal action that we are we are taking is we have corresponded with the, the department saying, you know, you're in the process of uh, amending, uh, adjusting, changing these regulations. Why not? Why not look at this thing that's been in existence for a while, but that really is quite unnecessary. And we hope to have a positive engagement uh, with them. Perhaps they give us good reasons as to why they put it in there, why they need it in there. But it's, it's, it's part of the whole thing that, you know, never just assume justice or freedom is going to happen. There's, there's work to be done. There's input to, to be, to be uh, you know, given uh, and insights to be gotten in the sense that uh, these things, if we're not going to engage, these really bizarre infringements on freedom, not something massive, uh, but minor niggles will chip away at freedom up to a point where it, uh, it it becomes uncomfortable. And Ben, do you think it's fair to see sort of a bit of a connection between this action and the post office action, that they're both weirdly about locking down opportunities rather than letting people enjoy them? Yeah, I think that, that that's definitely a, a good analysis of of it. And it's, it's why we've sort of cottoned on to both of these cases. Um, we are really at, at this point in our, in our economy, you know, we really want to keep it growing and, and, and advance opportunities for people. And um, 
the, the best thing to do that are, are good policies from the government. And these, these aren't good policies from the government. Yeah, and uh, perhaps as a parting shot, I've, I've often said that in South Africa, um, in many countries across the world, uh, problems arise from things that uh, government needs to start doing. In South Africa, problems arise often from things government need to stop doing. Um, stop making it more difficult for people to earn an income. It makes no sense. I think it's... Ah, We'll find out. Perhaps they will come back uh, and give some good reasons. But I must say, to me, it seems a bit petty and a bit controlling. Well, I think I'm going to uh, try and keep it short this time. We said we'd aim for 10 minutes. We're at 13 and a half. To me, that's a win. For me personally, if I, if, if I can land this baby under 15 minutes, I'll take it. Because uh, people might realize that brevity isn't always my strong point. I studied law after all. We can't write sentences that do not at some point resemble paragraphs. But everyone, thank you very, very much for joining us for this uh, this uh, episode of Taking the Stand. Um, stick with us as we roll out these legal actions. It's going to be a bit of a snowballing effect. We're starting small, but we're not aiming small. Keep an eye out for what we do. We'll keep you updated. Um, like this episode, subscribe to Fan's channel. Go over to the website. See the great content there on our other podcasts, Burning Questions, Freedom Fanatics. Watch our excellent explainer videos, really trying to get the message out there that, well, your freedom is worth fighting for. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Cheers.